Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we believe, Lord, that your word is powerful, it's sweeter than honey, and it's good for our instruction. Lord, it shines a light for us so that we know where to walk and where to go, Father. Lord, we love your word, and we believe, Lord, your word is like a mirror that will show us what is wrong with us and what is the direction to go. It will shine the light of God upon us, And so that, Lord, we will live a victorious life and we can represent you on earth to become like Christ on earth here. Thank you, Lord. Watch your church with your word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. A few Sundays ago, I was talking about overcoming disappointment and I have not finished the series of this teaching yet. We are talking about letting go of the past. Today, I would like to show you more scriptures about letting go of the past. It's so important in our life if we want to walk into the victory that God has for us. We need to learn how to let go of the past disappointments, past hurts, past pain, past sins and failure, and even past success. We need to move on to the future and don't live in the past anymore. God has the best plan for your life, and God wants you to go into the new things that He is doing in your life. Maybe you have gone through hurts and pains and setbacks in your life. Maybe somebody dumped you after being a boyfriend, girlfriend for many years, and somebody walked out of you. Maybe you went through a very, very painful divorce, or some of you may have to suffer some miscarriage. You want to have a baby, but miscarriage happened to you. Or some of you may be cheated out of your promotion at work, and you feel so sad and sorry about that, and you still live in that past. I want to encourage you with this scripture today. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, everyone say now. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? In another version say, Shall you not perceive it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God does not say that He has done new things two years ago or He will do new things five years from now. He said that now He wants to do new things. Every day I wake up in the morning, I know God is going to do new things for me today. Every Sunday, I know that new things are going to happen in the church. God is doing new things every day. The Bible says that His mercies and compassions are new every morning. So if we hang on to the past, we will not be able to get the new things that God has for us today and tomorrow. The Bible asks us that can you perceive now, can you see it, that God is going to do new things for you today? The problem is that if we keep looking back, if we keep focusing on the past pains and suffering and experiences or past disappointments, we will not be able to look forward to see and perceive the new things that God has for us. Therefore, we need to learn how to let go of the past. We need to learn how to not focus on the past disappointments, but we want to move on with God. My dear brother and sister, I want to encourage you. Our God is the type of God that wants to restore back 
what the devil has stolen from you. Our God is a God who can take the evil that the devil give to you and he spin it around, turn it around, and make it good for your life. Our God is the type of God that wants to move you from glory to glory to glory by the Spirit of God. You can get promotion in your spirit. You can move on to the future all the time. But the question is, do you let go of the past? Do you get trapped in the past or you move on with your life? The trick of the enemy is to keep us focusing, looking only on our past disappointments and our past failures, our past pains and suffering and keep us in the past all the time so that we will not see the new bright future that God has for us, so that we will not be able to enter into the promised land that God has for us. He always wants to keep us in the negative frame of mind, keep being bitter, keep being sad, being depressed and questioning God and then have miserable life. He wants us to live in the past all the time, but I want to encourage you that as long as we are dwelling on the past negative experiences, we will never be able to get into the new things that God has for us. And we will poison our own future. So today, I want to encourage all of you again one more time to let go of the past. Some of you may say to me, Pastor, you don't know what happened to me. I have made so many mistakes. I have offended so many people. The sin that I committed in the past year so much that I cannot forgive myself. I want to encourage you today that if you repent of your sin already, the past is the past. You don't need to pay for your own sin anymore. And that is grace. God does not ask you to pay for your own sin. He has already paid for your sin. You need to let it go, the past mistake, the past offense to other people, and move on and receive the forgiveness and the mercy of God. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we repent and confess, you don't have to pay. Jesus already paid it on the cross. Psalm chapter 103, verses 11 to 12 say, For as the heavens are higher above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgression from us. Don't try to remember what God has forgotten. If God has forgotten your sin already, He said He removed it from the west to the east. He doesn't remember your sin anymore. Why do you remember it? Why do you keep living in guilt and condemnation? Amen. The devil wants you to live in condemnation. That's why you cannot move on with your life. If somebody come to you and keep reminding you of your past mistake, if somebody come to you and keep telling you what's wrong you have done in the past, that is not from God. That is from the devil. Don't listen. Remember this, that God already forgot your past mistake. You can forgive yourself. You can draw on the mercy of God and keep moving on with your life. You remember Jesus said one time that whoever never sinned throw the first stone Every one of us has sinned in our life. Every one of us has made mistakes. So when we find out we make mistakes, what we need to do, repent, ask God for forgiveness, and move on, and don't dwell in the past mistake anymore. God has the best plan for us. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, 
says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Do you notice that God did not say like this? If you never make mistake in your life, if you are perfect, then I will have the future and a great plan for you. God never say that. God say, even though you have made mistake in the past, even though you have set back in the past, even though you have disappointment in the past, I still have the great plan for you. I have future for you. I have wonderful plan for your life. But you need to let go of the past. I can turn the setback in your life into the blessing. I can turn your tragedy into triumph. No matter what has happened to you in the past, my plan never changed. I still have the best plan for you, in store for you, but you need to move on with me. God is a good God. He still wants to prosper you. A lot of Christians have a big misunderstanding about God, that God hates you, God, God sees your sin, He wants to torture you, He wants to hit you, He wants to spank you. No, God is a good God. Definitely, if you don't repent, you're going to be spanked. But if you repent, God is going to bless you. God wants to prosper you and cause you to succeed. How many parents in this room want your kids to fail? Raise your hand up. How many, kids, how many parents in this room want your kids to fail and to be sick and to always go to the bottom? You want your kids to succeed. You want to prosper your kids. The same thing, our God is even better than us who are earthly parents. Amen? If you ha- start doing your part, if you do your homework, then God can do His homework. But we need to do our homework first by forgetting the past by not holding on to the past disappointments so that we can move on to the bright future that God has in store for us. I want to encourage you one thing. Nobody on earth here can really destroy the plan of God for your life. Your future, your bright future that God has in store for you. Nobody. Your wife cannot. Your mother-in-law cannot. Your boss cannot. The government cannot, the economy cannot, the devil even cannot destroy your future. The only person that can destroy your future is yourself. By dwelling in the past mistake, by just focusing on the pain and suffering of the past. Don't dwell on the past. Don't focus on the disappointment of the past. Let go of the old and move on to the new things that God has for you. Definitely, not everyone is going to treat you fairly. You may be cheated. You may be treated in an unfair way. But let go. Forgive and move on. Somebody may cheat you out of your promotion at work. And even though that person ch- cheated you, it doesn't mean that God's plan for your life is going to be destroyed. God still can restore you and put you back in His plan. Some of you say that, Pastor, you don't understand me. My ex-spouse cheated on me. Who he or she walk out of me and hook up to another guy or another girl. I, it's, so, it's so terribly painful for me. It's hard to forgive. It's hard to move on. I'm still sad today after five years of divorce. I understand it's painful, but you don't want to live in that painful situation forever. You need to let go and move on to the new things that God has promised for you. Amen? You need to let go of the past pain and suffering and experiences. Let me encourage you by reading this scripture. Isaiah 61 verse 3. The Bible says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, 
the oil of joy for mourning. The Bible talks about ashes. Ashes represent whatever is left over after everything is burned up. Ashes represent our broken dreams. Ashes represent our disappointments, our pains and hurts and failures and mistakes in life. And I believe that all of us, including me, all have our own chair of ashes in our life. I have made mistakes. I have failed in my life. I have ashes for my life too. But we need to understand that in order for God to give us beauty, we have two hands. If we hold on to the ashes, and God wants to give us beauty, and we keep holding on to the ashes, we cannot grab that beauty. What we need to do, we need to let go of the ashes. What does it mean? We need to let go of the past disappointments. We need to stop focusing on the past pain and suffering and setbacks in our life. We must release the bitterness out of our heart and, hand, and put our hand up and receive the beauty that God has in store for us the new future for us, the good future, the hope in our life. And God can turn the situation around and give us the new things. Amen. You may say, Pastor, I cannot forgive those people. They hurt me so much. They just do some bad things to me. They gossip about me. They make me lose my income. They make me lose my job. I know it's hard to forgive. I know it's hard to move on because somebody hurt you. But I want to let you know, if you keep hanging on to that hurt and bitterness, you will never receive the beauty that God has for you. Some of you say, but pastor, I've been praying and praying and praying for this situation, but God has not answered me. I don't understand why. I want to encourage you that you don't need to understand why. Forget about it and move on with your life and look for, to God and believe that God will do great things for you. Amen? Back in the Bible days, when people lost something, maybe their loved one died, and the Jews in the Old Testament will put ashes on their head, and they would sit in the ashes. They sit in that mourning and grief period. But God said that you cannot sit there forever. You need to come out from that, those ashes one day. God allowed them to express their feeling and emotion. And all of us have some sad time of our life. Maybe you have lost 50% of your stock in the past few months and you get upset and you kind of feel sad. You cannot eat for a few days, but brother and sister, you need to move on. Amen? You need to look at the new things that God cannot do for you. Cannot sit in those ashes forever. The devil is so cunning. He will deceive us to make us sit in those ashes for the rest of our life. And then we cannot get up and move on to the new things that God has for us. Look at the life of Job. Job is one of the examples. Job chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boys or sore from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. The devil came and attacked Job. Job was sick. Job had pain everywhere which saw on his body. Job lost his business, lost his kids, lost his homes by fire. He was suffering. He lost everything. The calamities and troubles happened to him. 
Look at verse 8, the Bible says, And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Again, the Bible talks about ashes. He was so sad. He lost everything. And he was sitting in the midst of the ashes. And that's what the devil wants us to do. That, hey, sit there, keep sitting there, keep having self-pity party, keep being mourning and sad and depressed in your life, keep being sad over what you have lost, keep being sad and depressed over the bad things that happened in your life, and you cannot move on. It's okay to be sad for a while, but don't let that sadness turn into the lifetime depression. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know God in this society. I've seen so many patients that have been taking amitriptyline, solov, and trazodone that they live in the sadness of their life and they cannot move on. With God, we don't need trazodone. With God, we don't need amitriptyline because we can get out of sad ashes. Amen? Look at Moses. When Moses turned 120 years old, he died. Can you imagine? Moses, for 40 years, was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. Moses did everything for them. Moses even repented for them. Moses interceded for these children of Israel. Moses put the rod up and the Red Sea parted and they could walk across the Red Sea, the dry land. Moses did everything. Moses get water out of the rock for them in the name of God. They loved Moses very much. But one day suddenly, they lost their great leader. Moses died. And look what happened in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses. I understand why they wept. In the plains of Moab, 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. Everyone say, ended. It must come to an end. Weeping and mourning must come to an end. We need to let go of the past. After Moses died, God picked up the new leader. And the new days are coming. The new beginning is coming. God always do something new among us. Look at what God spoke to the new leadership there. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. You see, arise out of the ashes. Go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Do you notice that when God first spoke to Joshua, the new leadership, he started off his conversation with the sentence, Moses has died. Why God has to say that? Even though they already know that Moses has died. God has to say that way because I believe that even though these children of Israel got out of the ashes already, look like they stopped mourning and crying, but mentally on the inside, they still feel hopeless. They still feel sad on the inside that they lost such a powerful leadership. Signs and wonders happened to the hands of Moses by his rod and by what he had spoken. So they were still sad. And God tried to tell Joshua and the children of Israel, hey guy, forget about that. It's over, it's over. You cannot change the situation. Moses had died. He will not come back. Let's move on with life. 
Let's go on to the new future that has prepared for you. Get out of those edges and rise up and go on cross the Jordan and go and take the promised land. And God is saying the same thing to all of us today. Amen. In my life, I have gone through many setbacks. I lost some friends. Actually, one of the big setbacks for my life is about planting church in Japan. We spend money to send people to Bible school, and we plant the church in Tokyo. And I flew there every three months for many years. And suddenly, we lost that church because I chose the Holy Spirit. You know what happened? I was really depressed for many days because I like to go to Japan. I love Japanese people so much. But God said, it's over, it's over. I'm going to change you to the new direction. Amen. I'm going to send you to another country. So I need to accept that. I need to rise up and come out from the edges and keep moving on. I cannot make the seasons of mourning into a lifetime of mourning. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says, Only be strong and very courageous. So Moses had died. Now rise up, be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. In other words, God tried to say this. Hey, guy, instead of turning back to the past, Turning to the left and your friend complain that you see, your dreams are shattered. Your visions are gone. Or turn to the right and your friend say, oh, you are a failure. You will never make it. You have setbacks in your life. You have a lot of disappointments in your life. Turn to the left or turn to the right and turn back. God say, don't turn to the right or to the left. Don't turn back to the past. But move on. Look at what I'm going to do for you. Keep obeying me. Keep walking with my spirit and I have the promised land prepared for you. Amen? Quit looking back. 30 days are enough for them. They mourn for 30 days. It's okay for you to mourn for a season, but don't change that season of mourning into the lifetime of mourning. You know why? Because if you keep doing that, you will not enter the promised land. You're going to sit on that side of the land, but never cross the Jordan. Amen. As Christians, we should not mourn forever. We should not live in the ashes forever. You know why? Because if you do that, it means that you don't have hope. We are people of hope. That's why our church named New Hope. We have new hope. We always have hope. Our God is a God of hope. Even though the past is done and we face disappointments, but we have hope that God is going to do new things for us today and tomorrow. I know that some of you say that but I am devastated. I am so heartbroken. My dream is shattered. Get going with your life. Move on with your life and don't look back with that shattered dream anymore. Don't get trapped in the past anymore. Some of you say, but God, I keep praying and praying that you will heal my depression, heal my cry and my mourning episode here. You say, I keep waiting for you to help me. And I want to tell you today, that you are waiting on God, I want to tell you that God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to get out of that, that ash, out of the pile of the ashes. How many people have seen ashes before? How many people put ashes in your body before? Does it look nice? If you put ash in your head and you sit in the ash, the ash all over your body, you don't look like, you don't look nice, you don't look beautiful. You look 
miserable. Is that right? Ashes represent misery. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So the Bible says, get out of those ashes. Rise. Get the ash out. Don't hold on to it. Get it out. Shower yourself with the water of the Holy Spirit and the water of the Word of God. Make yourself clean with the fire of God. Amen. And arise and start to shine the glory of the Lord. That's why people who look depressed don't look handsome and beautiful. Because you are full of ashes. But if you get rid of those ashes and start to be filled with the presence of God, you begin to arise and shine. And the devil is so cunning. One way that he tries to keep you in those ashes is to come with a question to you. Hey, why did it happen to you? Why were you born in that family? Why did your spouse dump you? Why did that disappointment happen to your life? He keeps asking, why, why, why? My dear brother and sister, God never promised us that we can figure everything out. We may not know all the answers of life. That's why we talk about faith. We talk about trusting God. When we have faith and we trust God, we're going to keep moving on toward the future, even though we don't understand the past. If you keep looking to the past and keep asking why, 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 you will not be able to move on to the future. And you're going to live a very confused and frustrated life because you never get all the answers. I can guarantee you don't get all the answers about life. You just have to keep moving on and forget about the past. Amen? Just leave the past alone and move on with your life. And the Lord never planned for you to understand everything. Look at another example in the Bible. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, talking about David. King David. At that time, King David sinned against God. He took Bathsheba, and he killed the husband, Uriah. Then she got pregnant, and the baby was born, and the baby got sick. King David kept praying, kept fasting, and he lay on the floor for seven days. His servant came to him and said, King, get up, eat. You're going to look sick if you don't get up and eat. But the king kept praying, kept fasting, and laying on the floor, lying on the floor for seven days. All the servants of King David were very concerned that if the baby died, he would lose it. He would have lost it. He would have just fallen apart. And it happened seven days later, the baby died. They dare not even tell King David. But David noticed something going on. So he asked his servant, what's going on? And they told him that the baby died. What did David do? The Bible said David got up, washed himself from the ashes, and he get the new dress and new clothes on. And he eat and drink and move on. And look at what David say. The people say, hey, for seven days, you were fasting and praying and lying down on the floor. But now the baby died. Why you look happy? This is strange. I read the scripture to you. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 15 to 23. Then Nathan 
departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not. Nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. The servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, "Indeed, why the child was alive? We spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm, mean harm to himself." When David saw that his servants were whispering. David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, "Is the child dead?" And they said, "He is dead." So David arose. Everyone say, "Arose." From the ground, washed and anointed himself, changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, "What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food." And he said, "Why the child was alive? I fasted and wept, for I said, 'Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live?' But now, he is dead. Why should I fast?" Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. This is the answer of David. David say, "The past is the past. What was done was done. I cannot change the past. I'm gonna let go of the disappointment. I'm gonna move on with my life." He arose. He get a new dress. He ate, and he get ready to go on with his life. Do you notice one thing that David did not even blame God? David did not even question God. Why, my child died? He just got up and moved on. That's what we should do. The past is the past. We cannot do anything with the past anymore. Let us move on with life. Let us forget the past. We need to change our focus. We need to change our attitude. Instead of living in the past, we should move on to the future. Look at King David say in Psalm 133 verses 1 to 3. O Lord, my heart is not conceited; my eyes do not look down on others. I am involved in things too big and too difficult for me. Instead, I have kept my soul calm and quiet. My soul is content as a weaned child is content in its mother's arms. Israel, New Hope International Church, put your hope in the Lord. Now and forever, David say, "No matter what happened in the past, just stay calm, stay in peace, and trust in the Lord. Don't need to ask God the question. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit give you peace. You may have faced great setbacks in your life or heartbreak. I want to encourage you. Just rise up. Get rid of those ashes. Don't look back anymore. Move on. Don't." Have a lifetime of mourning. You may come to the crossroad of your life right now. In the past years and months, you faced a lot of disappointments. You faced a lot of setbacks. Ask yourself, 
I want to encourage you to do an inventory of your own heart. Ask yourself, is there anything in your life that you still live in the past? Is there anything in your life that you still kind of depressed over it or mourning over it? Is there anything in your life that you still keep thinking, keep asking, keep questioning God about the past? Is there anything? You need to ask yourself whether you are still living in the past for certain aspect of your life or issue of your life. Maybe you're dealing with the death of your dream, the death of your goal, maybe the death of your relationship with somebody, maybe the death of your marriage. He's gone. He has a new wife already. It's done. I mean, if you still have marriage, I'm not saying that you should divorce your spouse if the marriage is kind of shaken. You keep praying. You keep believing God for the marriage. I'm not asking you to divorce. But if that person already dumped you and moved on to another person, and they have new kids, new group of family now, you need to move on and forget about those disappointments and go on with your life. Amen? Don't go backward. Ask yourself, are you going to live in the ash or are you going to rise up and move on to the future? Ask yourself, are you going to do your own part and God going to do His part by forgetting the past and move on? Are you going to rise up and get dressed and put the oil of the Holy Spirit upon you and get going and cross the Jordan River and get into the promised land? Or are you going to go back to Egypt again? That is the question I want to ask you today. Are you going to dwell in the past or are you going to move on? Amen? How many of you today, Scott speak to you that you need to let go of the past? You need to get out of that ash, rise up, and try the glory of God. How many of you are going to start to put a new clothes on like King David and move on to the new future that God has in store for you? How many of you believe that God has the best plan for your life? And you know that no matter what happened in the past, His plans has never changed. You're going to have to do your part from today on. Amen? We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 